let me encourage you to develop the routine of powering down and powering up. And develop the discipline of listening and meditating from the inside. Terry Knight and the pastor here at New Life Community Church. I thank you so much for turning us on, and I trust the Lord's just going to bless you all over the place as we fellowship together here for the next several moments. I'm going to hasten to get right into the very back half of the last segment of this series that we began about, uh, seeming, seems like two and a half years ago. <laughs> it's titled, The Spirit of Elijah. All joking aside, this is a very, uh, very significant and essential teaching and a challenge that I believe that I received from the Lord at the beginning of this year, and it still applies. So I encourage you to listen very carefully. Beloved, we live in a time where the world is against the church, and I'm talking about our world in the United States of America the world and the United States of America and the political arena in particular is against the church unlike ever before. Now, it's subtle. They won't just come out and say this, but you have to know and understand the Word of God and what we're told in the Word of God to begin to see some of these subtleties. Well, we're going to jump right on into it, and I'm, uh, our text passage is taken out of 1 Kings. I'm going to read an additional passage to you, what I call a marginal passage, as we begin to get into the teaching, and I encur encourage you to listen intently. That passage is found in 1 Peter chapter 5 and uh, verse number 8, 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse number 8, if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to look along with me. And the record puts it this way. Be self-controlled and alert. Now, who's he talking to? He's talking to you, whoever might be listening. Be self-controlled and alert. He continues, your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You have an enemy. His name is Satan, and he is looking for someone to devour, someone to chew up and spit out and waste away. That would be you. That's why this is very, very important for you to know and understand and know and understand how you can come against this enemy in the power of the Spirit. Let me pray for you. We're going to jump right on into this. Father God, I thank you for every person that's tuned on this telecast, and I pray that by whatever means they're listening, that by your Holy Spirit, you would go across the airwaves, across these devices, and speak to hearts by your word, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, can you be encouraged, those of you that listen regularly, to let your friends know about New Life Telecast? Again, by whatever means you might be listening. Some of you may be following us on Facebook, as the case might be, or YouTube. Uh, if that be the case, then let me encourage you to subscribe to this channel and tell others about it and get them on board because it's very important in this day and age that we are following along, listening to some balanced teaching with regards to the, words of, to the Word of God. 
You hang on. I'll be back here in just a little while to wrap things up. God bless. To get people through this pandemic, no matter their zip code, their race, their religion, sexual orientation, gender identity, or disability, and meet the public health needs of our country in this critical moment and beyond. End quote. Do you see what he just did? Did you catch that? Do you see how subtly he invoked a truth exchange? I ask you, beloved, what in the world does sexual orientation and gender identity arguments have to do with a virus? Now, according to the people, the people that know the majority voters in this last presidential election approve of or tolerate such, as I've been laying out before you, I want you to be reminded this is an example of something else. So that means that many of your family members, many of your neighbors, many of your friends, many of your associates will be in agreement with the likes of Mr. or Miss Levine. Now again, this is an extreme example of the exchanges of truth that we're going to have to encounter and navigate as we move forward. I come back to the question, how can we how will we, how should we navigate this? Let me cut back to 1 Kings. Are you there? 1 Kings. And there's a scene featuring Mr. Ahab and Mr. Elijah. I'm in chapter 18, verse 1. The middle part of the verse says this, The word of the Lord came to Elijah. I love that. Don't you love it when the word of the Lord comes to you? The word of the Lord comes to Elijah. Listen, that's what happened between the Lord and Elijah. The Lord spoke, Elijah listened. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. That's cool right there. As opposed to, you know, Elijah got up one morning and he's just walking around and he, he saw a rock and he picked that rock up and said, Whoa, I've got a great thought. I think I'll start a church about rocks. No. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. And here's what it said. Go and present yourself to Ahab. This wicked, diabolical king that was out of control. Go present yourself to Ahab. Now what would you do if the word of the Lord came to you and said, You, I want you to go speak to some diabolical, evil king. Well, here's what Elijah did, verse 2. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. It's very important you understand. God spoke. Elijah heard, Elijah did what God told him to do. How's that working out with you these days? When God speaks, well, Pastor Terry, God hasn't spoken to me in, in ages. Well, you just told me that you don't read your Bible. Because, you see, this is written to you from this is the Word of God. It's not just a book. It's not just ink on paper. It's the Word of God. When God speaks and, and you, you hear what he says here, how, how do, do you obey? Do you do what he says? Thus saith the Lord. 
For whatever reason, God chose to connect Ahab and Elijah through this devout believer in the Lord. His name was Obadiah. I'm not going into any detail there. It's a neat story. I would encourage you to read between the lines on your own time. So eventually, Ahab and Elijah collide. They get together. And the record of it is in chapter 18 and verse 17. Here's what we read. When he saw Elijah, when Ahab saw Elijah, he said to him, Is that you, you troubler of Israel? And you know me, I'd be like, yeah, good to see you too, Ahab. Hello? Is that you, you troubler of Israel? Do you see what Ahab did here just like that? Elijah was doing what, church? What God told him to do. He was obeying God. Ahab was not, not even close. Fill in number five with, with me. So here's what Ahab did. The disobedient idol chaser purposes a diversion. Are you listening to me, church? Trying to help someone. You're going to run into that this week. Hmm? You're doing right. And someone who's doing wrong is going to look for a diversion. You old troublemaker. Doing what God told you to do. I'll label him a troubler. I'll change the labels. I'll portray my disobedience as right and label Elijah's obedience as wrong. Today, at this very time, we're being led to embrace that abortion is right and we are wrong. We are being led to embrace that LGBTQ is right and we are wrong. Can you see how that presents a problem to the pursuers of truth, those who are pursuing righteousness and those who are pursuing holiness? Pastor, you asked this question for three weeks. You haven't answered it yet. So let me ask it one more time and I'm going to answer it. How can we navigate this? How should we navigate this? How will we navigate this? There are six things. Fill these in with me. I'm going to spend a tremendous amount of time here. A, under number six, pray. Do you pray? Let, let me see your eyeballs. I believe that most people pray. Most people pray one way or the other. I, the Lord laid it on my heart 24 years ago, and I've been preaching this to you almost that long, that we need to come together and pray together. Now, I know you pray, but when's the last time you locked elbows with another believer where two or three are gathered in his name and prayed to God? I'm talking about right out loud. Preacher, I don't know how to pray. Let me tell you something. If you don't know how to swim, you ain't going to learn sitting home in your living room. you got to get in a swimming pool. Come on. Pastor, I haven't been invited to the prayer meeting. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Let me do it one more time. You're invited to the prayer meeting Sunday morning at 9 o'clock. Anybody didn't hear that? Pray. Whew, I done got all unhumbled, I guess, but... I want to encourage you to pray humbly and with a teachable, listening spirit. That means you listen probably more than you talk. Listen, beloved, if, if you have never, if you have never up to this point, developed 
the routine. Then I want to encourage you at this point to develop the routine of powering down. How many of you have your cellular device with you right now? Hold that sucker up. Can I see it? You understand powering down? I'm going to help some of you. Some of you did not know this. There is an off button on that sucker. I just let the battery run down and recharge it. You mean there's a button for that? Let me encourage you to develop the routine of powering down and powering up. You mean cutting that off and cutting it back on? No, 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 no. Powering down all of the outside world, the noise. Somebody say the noise. Say, Pastor, I can hear that noise right now. You're talking about, you know I'm talking about the noise. You know what I'm talking about. And develop the discipline of listening and meditating from the inside. That's some good praying right there. Secondly, read and study God's Word to you, the Bible. Don't just read it. Don't just gloss over it. Study it. Get in a small group that does that together. Men, come to Bereans. Fourteen men there yesterday. Uh, and that's the limit. We, all, we decided yesterday, fourteen. We don't want any more. Y'all, y'all do not come to Bereans because we got all we want. Amen? No. We got about a hundred chairs over. How cool would that be? And the first Saturday that happens, somebody better bring some donuts is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Read and study. Listen to Psalm 119 and verse 72. The law from your mouth is more precious to me than thousands of pieces of silver and gold. Can you say amen? amen. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, said this in Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. Get wisdom, discipline, and understanding. Paul told young Timothy in chapter 2, verse, 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15, the, the contemporary English version, do your best to win God's approval as a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed and who teaches only the true message. Wow. Thoidly, prepare, prepare. Are you prepared? Don't be like the people of Noah's day. Let me read you about that a little bit. Go to Matthew chapter 24. Verse 37 says, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day Noah entered the ark. You know what Noah was doing? Nailing that ark together and preaching. Preaching. Telling the people the judgment was coming. Look at verse 39. And they knew nothing about what would happen. How does a dude preach for 120 years and people don't know nothing about what's going to happen? Same way it happens today. Pastor T prays, he studies, he has notes, he has all this stuff. And yet, after the service, people say, man, that was one of the best sermons I ever heard on tithing. And I'm not preaching on tithing. Are you with me? They knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. This is how it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. Clicker, can you show me that picture? 
Can you be encouraged not to be a gomer? You remember Gomer? When he asked Andy, he said, go ahead, put that bucket on your head and have a think in there. He'd done some great thinking under that. I realize the under 40 crowd has no idea what I'm talking about. But Gomer Powell, USMC, Shazam! Don't be a Gomer! Ephesians chapter 6 and verse number 10 shows us what we need to be. Listen to this. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Whose armor? How much of it? The full armor of God. Why? So that you can tell everybody you're a member of New Life Community Church? So that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. He's a schemer. Another reason why you do not need to say, I'm not getting involved in that. You are involved in that. Numero four, or 6D as the case might be, know your enemy. Pastor, I don't have any enemies. Well, that's not what the Word of God says. I'm talking to believers right here, okay? Be self-confident and alert, or self-controlled. Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now notice it says, like a roaring lion, and I'm telling you, he is a, it's a toothless roar. Roar. <laughs> Nothing he can do unless you allow him to. You liked that, didn't you? Yeah, that's probably going to make the top ten list right there, yeah. Listen, don't get lost in it. Listen to me. Can you be encouraged, New Life Community Church, to develop a warfare vocabulary? Instead of just walking around, God loves me, we're all going to heaven, so it's wonderful. It is wonderful. But right now we have to, to endure the stinking now and now. And we're in a war and we have an enemy. So I encourage you to develop a spiritual warfare vocabulary and an arsenal. I just read for you out of Ephesians the, the pieces of that armament. Number five, don't get away from the herd. <laughs> I looked that up in the thesaurus, th trying to find a better word. You know what? There isn't a better word. <laughs> don't get away from the herd. Mama told me all my life that birds of a feather flock together. So th the bird that I belong to is that great eagle. <laughs> God Almighty, and going to soar with wings like an amen. So that's who we need to be hanging out with. Don't, and I know birds and pigs or whatever is different than herds and flocks and all. You get, you know the thing, okay? <laughs> Don't get away from the herd. Listen to me, beloved. Not any one of us, the most strong spiritual person in this room today, not a one of us is as strong as all of us. Now, remember that. You've been cooped up for 18 months. They're getting ready to tell you you can go on vacation. Sun's going to pop out. Don't you forget this. All you ameners, y'all sure did get quiet all of a sudden. Not any one of us is as strong as all of us. You might be thinking, well, Pastor Terry, you, don't you do that live stream thing? We'll just go up in the mountains or down to the beach and watch you live stream. And we're cutting that off March 21st. No, I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> and then secondly, know and relate, know and relate to the herd. 
Listen to me. It's us. It's not them. God spoke this into my spirit this morning. Have you ever considered, have you ever compared the us time to the them time in your week? Think about that. The us time to the them time. People say, man, you're long-winded. We had to sit in there for a whole hour this morning. Why? So you can get out and go watch the race for four and a half hours. Lastly, and don't get too excited, develop the disciplines of refusing to tolerate evil disobedience, choosing to compassionately confront it. Will you draw a little box around compassionately? Now, I understand passion. I hope you understand. Passion and compassion look different, mean different things to different people, but it's important. Listen again to 1 Kings 18, 18. I have not made trouble for Israel, Elijah replied, but you and your father's family have. You have abandoned the Lord's commands and have followed the Baals. Will you note with me, look at that verse. Elijah didn't appear belligerent, not condescending, not defensive. It would appear in a relatively calm mode and calm demeanor. He just firmly acknowledged where the real trouble was coming from. And he said, Ahab, it's not me, it's you. That's what we're called to do. Recognize the truth and just stand for the truth. Don't tolerate it. Don't sweep it under the rug or forgive it as the case might be. We never want to forgive what God has forbidden. And you just say, because they're going to point back. Say, you think you're something. Who do you think you are? What we're doing is right. What you're doing is wrong. We just need this. It's not me. It's you. What do you do after that, Pastor Terry? Watch this. It's not me. It's you. Pastor Terry, now you're standing over there all by yourself. There's going to be a lot of times where you're going to be standing over there all by yourself. This is the crux of this series. We must, those who are members of the forever family of God, must passionately but compassionately confront disobedience. And when those that we know and love, those around us, are living a lifestyle of disobedience and proclaiming that that's right, we're going to have to stand up in the face of that and let them know that passionately but compassionately, that they are not walking according to the word and the will of God. And it's not us, we, that's wrong. It's not the church that's wrong. It's them, those who oppose or choose to walk in disobedience to the word of God. Now, I may be speaking to someone right now. And for a lack of a better way of saying it, you got all boogered up 
because someone has accused you of something uh, within the church or you have some problem with the church organizationally and you just fell out with the church, so to speak. And no matter what anybody says that has anything to do with the church, whether it's Pastor Terry or otherwise, you just kind of put up the hand like, hey, I don't want to hear it. Listen, God has a plan for your life. And I'm, I'm confident that I'm speaking to someone right now. You're not being hard-headed, but you're being soft-hearted toward the things of God. You've been listening to the Word of God. You realize that it's right, it's true, and you need to accept it and embrace it. And I want to encourage you to do that right now. Well, Pastor Terry, how do I do that? Perhaps someone is saying, Pastor Terry, how do I become a, a, a believer, a Christian? How do I know that I've been born again and I have eternal life? The Bible gives us four things. I'm going to lay that out and I'm going to pray this for you right now. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us. We're told to repent of our sins. That means that we're sorry enough to turn and walk away from a lifestyle of sin. That is possible, by the way. We open up our own heart's door as Jesus knocks and we invite Him to come in. We don't turn Him away. We don't bolt the door. We open the door and invite Him to come in and we believe that He'll do what He said He would do. He'll come in, forgive us of our sins, and fellowship with us and make our heart ready for an eternity in heaven. It's just that simple. Perhaps you want to pray this with me right now. It sounds like this. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins. I know that I have transgressed. I have violated. I've lived in disobedience to your word and I repent of that. I'm sorry that I've disobeyed your word and that I have offended you and I've lived a lifestyle of evil. Forgive me of that, I pray in Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, I open my heart's door right now, the real me, and I invite you to come in to wash my sins away, to forgive me of my sins, and to take your rightful place on the throne of my heart. Live in me by your Holy Spirit. And I believe right now that you are doing exactly what I've prayed. As I've confessed, as I've repented, as I have received, I believe that you're doing your work in my life right now. Save me. I believe I'm saved right now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, sometimes people say, hey, this is just too simple. It sounds too simple to be true. But it's not. It is the truth. The Word of God talks about being born again. And that's the way you do it, by confessing your sins, repenting of them, believing and receiving is just that simple. If you've prayed this prayer or similar prayer with me just now, I want to encourage you to get in touch with us. There's an a email address there on the screen, our website there on the screen. Get in touch with us. Let us know about that, and we would love to follow that up. We have some material that I was going to reach for, and I think it's out of reach right now, but we would love to get you some of that material to help you in your walk with Christ. Please don't be convinced that it's just as simple as praying a prayer and then going on about your business. If you invite Christ in, you're different. And you're going to know you're different. And you're going to live different all the rest of the days of your life. Hey, I've got to get out of here. Thank you for listening in. I want to remind you that New Life does have a regular schedule of activities. Sunday morning, I'm talking in-person gatherings. Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. What you see on New Life Telecast is just a part of what we do. We have an extended time of praise and worship. 
and we would love to see you for that time. Again, I'm going to have to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening in. God bless you. I trust you're going to have a great week, what's left of it. And remember, my friends, Jesus is coming back. Is he coming back for you?